When we're able to see people rightly, when we're able to discern that there is hurt beneath sinful behavior, or there is hurt beneath suffering, or hurt beneath you know somebody's high maintenance way of doing this or that, that tends to lead toward a greater compassion. Welcome to the Jesus Storybook Bible Podcast, a place where we remind you that grace can rewrite any story, that hope shines a light through our darkest moments, and that God's love changes lives. Here's your host, New York Times bestselling author, Sally Lloyd-Jones. Hello, I'm Sally Lloyd-Jones, author of the Jesus Storybook Bible, which tells the story of God's never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Welcome to the show. There's only one place in all of the Bible where Jesus describes in his own words who he is. It comes in the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 11. He doesn't say, I'm awesome and amazing. He doesn't say, I'm so great and fabulous. What he says is, I am gentle and lowly. Let me read the passage to you. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So I looked up those words. Here's what the dictionary says about lowly. Lowly, humble, modest, unpretending, not proud or ambitious. Here's what it says about gentle. Gentle, kind, tender, generous, not harsh or stern or sharp or severe or violent. Gentle, lowly. These are the words you might use of a servant, not a king, but the king of all kings used them of himself. We have a king who is kind and humble and tender and generous with us, and he's asking us to come to him. How beautiful. Our guest today talks about how we are never more like our king than when we display that same gentleness and kindness to one another. Scott Sauls, author and pastor and friend, shares the power of a gentle answer to turn away anger in a timely call to us all in our culture at the moment. I first met Scott years ago in New York City. One thing I love about him is his self-depreciating sense of humor, which I feel is very much like a Brit that way. But I also love this. He is wise, kind, and gentle. In other words, he practices what he preaches. I'm so excited for you to hear from him. So without further ado, Please welcome my friend, and now yours, Scott Souls. The fruit of the Spirit is gentleness, and in a world that is as polarized and fractured as it is right now, socially and politically and, and in so many other ways, gentleness just seems to be uh, one of the key answers that, that Christians, uh, you know, filled with the Holy Spirit, have an opportunity to present 
to the world in a counterculture sort of way. And so the book, A Gentle Answer, and the, the subtitle, I think, describes the book uh, maybe even in greater depth. The subtitle is Our Secret Weapon in an Age of Us Against Them. So I'm hopeful that, that the book will be of benefit and help people to, I guess, recover this, this uh, fruit of gentleness in, in a way that gains critical mass in, in society and in culture with hopefully followers of Christ uh, right there in the center of it all. A part of uh, who Christ is that I'm so attracted to is is his own gentleness. I also am drawn toward gentleness in people, in communities, and in society, wherever it can be found. I do think that gentleness is an attractional quality to all kinds of people and not just to Christians. Anybody who's made in the image of God, uh, is go- which constitutes every human being, is on some level going to be compelled by all aspects of the fruit of the Spirit, including gentleness, because that's really a description of the character of, of God himself and whose image we're made. And so there's something about us that's going to resonate. There are all kinds of reasons why gentleness is in, an important feature of how we posture ourselves in a climate of hostility and outrage, but Really, there's just the pragmatic you know, argument that, that it, it works a lot better. It's a lot more effective than striking back and retaliating and shouting people down. I do think that it's important to address hostility with kindness and grace because the Bible says that that's the best way to do it. Uh, Proverbs 15.1, a gentle answer turns away wrath. If you want to address outrage in a way that defuses things, in a way that positions a conversation in the direction potentially of a meeting of the minds and reconciliation and peace and unity, the posture of gentleness, humility, kindness is essential. It's, it's disarmingly wonderful. When we're able to see people rightly, when we're able to discern that there is hurt beneath sinful behavior or there's hurt beneath suffering or hurt beneath you know somebody's high maintenance way of doing this or that that tends to lead toward a greater compassion and with greater compassion comes greater gentleness typically those those insecurities that we have and those kind of reactions that we have we may get a little bit more sophisticated or nuanced or guarded in the way that we respond, but what's going on inside of us is very similar. You know, insecure, overwhelmed, under-encouraged, uh, I think describes, you know, as the, the Christmas song says, it describes kids from one to 92, right? We're, we're all fighting those battles and we never quite get past them. I don't think we ever outgrow our need to hear that, um, that, that that is God's posture toward his children all the time. And I think that's what frees kids and adults both uh, to you know, consider his call to love our neighbor as ourselves. We have to know first how secure we are in his love. This is a passage from the Jesus Storybook Bible. They mumbled and murmured and muttered, Why is Jesus being kind to that big sinner? Doesn't Jesus know about him? 
Zacchaeus scrambled down and took Jesus to his house. He was in a big hurry because he didn't want Jesus to change his mind. Perhaps Jesus hadn't heard about him. Perhaps Jesus didn't know about how he had been stealing and how no one liked him and how he didn't have any friends. But Jesus knew. He knew all about Zacchaeus and the stealing and everything, and he still loved him. Zacchaeus was ashamed. Lord, he said, turning pale, what I've done is wrong. But now I want to do the right thing. I will give the money back to everyone, four times what I stole. And that's just what he did. Jesus smiled. My friend, he said, today God has rescued you. Jesus loved Zacchaeus when nobody else did. He was Zacchaeus's friend, even when no one else was, because Jesus was showing people what God's love was like, his wonderful, never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Oh, I just think the line where it says that Jesus loved Zacchaeus when nobody else did. It just goes to show that the love of Christ is boundless, uh, that it can be counted on even when we're insecure about the love that we may or may not have from anyone else. We can know for certain that the love of Christ is always safe and secure with us, even as it was for Zacchaeus at his worst. You know, one of the things we like to remind our congregation is that Jesus loved Peter as much when Peter was in the in the process of betraying him and denying him those three times that he did. He loved Peter just as much as he loved him when he was restoring him three days later. Um, because his love can't change. It can't change because it's been fixed and it's been secured by what Christ has done in his death and his burial and his resurrection. And so so that line, Jesus loves Zacchaeus when nobody else did, I, th- I think is a great assurance for anyone who depends on Christ uh, for the love that only Christ can give. You can get the Jesus Storybook Bible wherever books are sold. To find out more about the book and all of Sally's other books, please visit Sally at sallylloyd-jones.com and follow her on Instagram at Sally Lloyd-Jones and at Jesus underscore storybook underscore Bible. Before we go, don't forget, God loves you with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Oh, hello, it's me again, Sally. I'm just popping back briefly to say two things. The first thing is, don't forget to subscribe to the show because that way you'll get the stories straight to your phone. And the other thing is, while we're at it, would you rate the show and leave us a review? That would be so great because it helps other people find the show too. I really appreciate your help. Thank you.